T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Lawrence fires in the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! Christian Kirk! Happy Friday. We're talking about Tom McShay's mock draft. Has the Bills taking a running back in round one? Boy. Uh, we'll get your calls in on that. What would you think of that? 803-0550. Um, no, I guess I would vote very quickly. We're also spending some time as we're into off-season mode talking about the uh, looking at the Bills' opponents now for next season and uh, their off-season plans. The Bills will play Jacksonville next season. And uh, for that, we will go to our West Har- uh, Western hotline and we'll be joined by uh, Michael Duraco, ESPN Jags reporter, who's with us right now. Michael, it's Howard and Jeremy. Good morning. Thanks for coming on with us today. No, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. How's everybody doing? Good. Good. We're hanging in there. And I assume people are doing well in North Florida. My things have changed, right, with the Jaguars <laughs> and where the direction of the franchise is after this past season. Uh, yeah, and it's significantly changed since Halloween. If we were going to talk on Halloween, you would have, uh, I would have not expected them to win maybe, maybe one or two more games in the second half of the season after the way they played that month. But uh, now everybody around here is expecting them to be in the AFC title game next year. Well, at the very least, AFC South champions, right? So let's talk a little bit about, before we get into needs and what's next for Jacksonville, uh, Michael, let's talk about what this season meant for Trevor Lawrence and his development and the strides you saw him make. Yeah, you know, I had told people that last year, 2021, was such a mess and that we probably will never know the level of dysfunction inside (laughs) that building. And you can't – I mean, that's just not conducive for a young rookie quarterback to come in and learn how to play in the NFL um, and deal with all that. So I kind of looked at this year as his rookie year, the 2022 season as his rookie year. But, you know, going into November – you know, there were still questions about whether this kid's ever going to be, you know, an elite player. And, you know, he has that bad game in in, uh, London against the Broncos, and he throws a pick in the end zone the second time he did it on the same play, did it earlier against Houston. And he was like, look, this is ridiculous. I I need to start playing like the player. I know I am. And it was almost as if he flipped a switch. And that second half of the season, from that game on, you know, he was second in the league in, in completion percentage, second in the league in passer rating, 15 touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, just had a fantastic run there. And going into the playoffs, you thought, okay, well, let's see what the kid can do in the playoffs. And then he has a bad first half and then a fantastic second half, and they beat the Chargers. And now everyone around here is and, – and I'm – you know, I've been on the, the, the this stance for a while too, that, yeah, this kid's headed for – 
top ten quarterback stardom. I mean, he is by far, um, in a way, the 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 best quarterback this franchise has had in terms of talent wise. And now he's starting to look it. And you know, you factor that with a good offense built by Doug Peterson, uh, who has a really good way with quarterbacks. Don't forget, he turned Carson Wentz into an MVP candidate. So. I think it it would be a huge, huge surprise if this kid isn't one of the four, five, six, seven best quarterbacks next year. Okay, so what's next for him specifically, Michael? I know you you did a I think you did a piece, or this was one of the things you mentioned in a piece about questions about the Jaguars. What do you need to see next season? What does he need to do better, Trevor Lawrence, individually? Well, it's got to be a whole season. Got to put it together from the beginning to the end. Um, and I think part of that will be. I help by the fact that it's some stability for him. It's it's the same coach. It's the same offense. It's, for the most part, the same players, uh, same offensive coordinator, same quarterbacks coach. I mean, so that familiarity should help him significantly. And, you know, they've got to get to the point, if you want to be one of the teams that are competing in the AFC for a Super Bowl title or for an AFC championship, you've got to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. You know what I mean? And and that was something that the first half of the season they didn't. They lost at home to Houston 13-6, I and mean, it was just an awful loss. And then they go on the road and, and, and lose at um, Detroit in the second half of the season. It was a bad – it was probably their worst game of the season um, in terms of just their effort level and, and the intensity. So they've got to be more consistent, and that comes with him. And, and I think that we'll see some of that, obviously, like I said, with the familiarity, but that's where he has to make that next step. All right, what do the Jaguars need this offseason? What do they need to add? Let's start on the offensive side of the ball first, and then we'll talk about defensively what they got to do. Well, first of all, they, they need to re-sign Evan Ingram. That, that's where everything starts. Before we talk about what they have to add, they have to re-sign Evan Ingram um, because he was a massive part of this offense, and Trevor Lawrence and he had a really good connection. I think that that makes that offense go um, I don't think the offense is effective is as effective without him because he's such a matchup issue. Um, but after that, you know, they, they need to add another back that they can feel comfortable with in case ETN is, is um, you know, injured or just to kind of supplement him. Uh, they need to shore up the interior of that uh, offensive line in the middle there, maybe at right or excuse me, at left guard. Um, they need to upgrade from Ben Barch, Tyler Shatley, a little bit there, and then. You know, look, they're bringing in Calvin Ridley, um, but I would still say they have to add a young receiver because you don't know what you're getting out of Ridley next year. You don't know if if he's going to be the guy from 2021 or if he's going to be the guy from 2020. Um, And if he's the guy from 2020, well, then you're rolling. But if he's not, I mean, it'll be two years, 23 months between games if he plays in the season opener for Calvin Ridley. So I don't know what kind of uh, drop-off we're going to see there. So... Um, I think they need to add a young receiver because even if you know it works for Ridley, you still got to have some guys behind him after Kirk and and Zay Jones who won't be around forever. So I think those are probably the the the, the major needs for them on offense. All right, defensively, um, what do you like about the defense going forward? What flaws or holes might they need to address? They're pretty athletic, and they can run um, on defense. Uh, the pass rush is, has got to get better. I mean, that that is the number one issue, um, and and maybe that means a better year from Trayvon Walker, the number one overall pick. Uh, they got to figure out what he is and where they're going to use him. They drafted him to be an outside linebacker position. He didn't play much at Georgia, 
Um, and he is raw as a pass rusher. And, you know, you can't just rely on your athleticism here in the NFL. It doesn't work. Um, so he's got to be significantly better. They need a better year out of Josh Allen. And they've got to add a guy that can help them there. I mean, you're not going to find a 10-sack guy in free agency that you can afford for sure. Those guys don't hit free agency anyway. Um, but that's probably their number one need. They have to add another corner. Um, Darius Williams played pretty well once they moved him outside. Um, he was the nickel corner earlier, but then got moved outside late in the season and started to play better. But I think they need to add another corner there. And then the interior of the defensive line has to be beefed up a little bit too. They've got to be better um, you know, across the front there, and that's probably um, the three main issues on defense. And the young linebackers have to play better, um, and you would expect that in year two. But, uh, you know, pass rush, corner, and interior defensive line have to be addressed. Final thing for you, Michael, is, is more of a big-picture thing. Uh, combo question, what's the cap situation, comma, draft pick situation for the Jags? Uh, they're $31 million over, but they'll be able to get under relatively simply. I mean, we all know the cap is actually really more flexible than a lot of people think. They can save, what, $13 million releasing Shaq Griffin, which they'll do, you know, sometime before free agency starts. Uh, and they can restructure some guys, maybe a guy like Roy Robertson Harris, uh, Rayshon Jenkins, the safety, uh, maybe even Christian Kirk, get a little money ahead, uh, you know, up front and push some cap space or cap hits into the future. Uh, nine draft picks, um, you know, sitting there at 24, 25, whatever you want to say, just because there's, you know, a voided pick there. Um, you know, I, I think they've got the ability to add a couple of key pieces. Uh, in the draft, and, and I think they should target corner with that first pick if they're able to corner or even tight end. I wouldn't be surprised if one of the tight ends drops because, you know, don't forget they had Zach Ertz and Philly and, and Doug Peterson was there and they drafted Dallas Goddard. So um, I would think those would be two of the areas that they might look at in that first round. Jags on the Bills' schedule, the one of the uh, crossover against the first-place team games on the schedule next season. Michael DiRocco covers the Jags for ESPN. Michael, thank you for joining us in the supposed NFL offseason. We appreciate your time. Thanks, guys, for having me. You bet. Michael DiRocco with us on the Wester Hotline, and you would think the Jags would be a heavy preseason favorite. Titans are trending backwards. Houston is still rebuilding, and Lord knows what the Colts are doing these days. So uh, you would think Jacksonville would easily win that division next season. I was just looking up things that happened in 2005. <laughs> I don't what? Um, I actually am. Well, there's two things in my head. One, why? And then two would be, what did happen in 2005? Well, are we talking like 0506 sports season? Um, hockey team was good. Hockey team was good. The reason I was looking it up, we, we were started. coming out of the lockout. We started together in November of 04. And then there was a lockout. And there was a lockout. But the reason I was looking this up is with your last day coming up two weeks from today. Yeah. So one of the one of the best stats of about the Bills drought is that Ladanian Tomlinson was drafted <laughs> and played and elected to the Hall of Fame during the Bills drought. It really is amazing. It, it really unbelievable. He draft when, when you think, you know, however long you're gonna play, and then what do you gotta you gotta wait like five, five years. years? Five years, yep. And and whatever. So, that in mind, that happened for this show. That is Demarcus Ware. He was drafted, played, and elected to the Hall of yeah, Fame this year's class. That's while right. we've been on, 
Man, you are old. Yeah. There's a lot happening, and you're old. Um, you let me know. I don't have – I'm trying to remember the first time Antoine Winfield's kid comes to mind. I'm trying to remember the first time I had a moment where it was that, oh, my God, this kid who was just drafted, I covered his dad's career. And now he's in the league. Like, I don't know if you've had that yet. I don't think I mean, you would have. You've been on – it's 18 years. Antoine I Winfield I, is that. I mean, I was talking you about were here Antoine about Winfield. Winfield. Okay, yeah. you were here for Winfield. All right, so that, those are going to happen more often. Uh, I mean, it, it, oh, yeah, it happens – Fairly regularly now. I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. I mean, I watched Marvin Harrison well, Sr. True. at Syracuse. Yeah, Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there's Aronde Gadsden Jr. He plays at Syracuse. Oh, does he? Yes, yeah. he does. I watched your dad play. Yeah. Yeah, those are cool moments. I look forward to you having more of those. I did get some, you know, one of, it's funny. I, you do have two weeks. Uh, you're going to be off my final week. You're back Friday for the final show, right? Yes. So... You do have plenty of time to find a very nice gift for me for a going away gift. Oh, yeah. Someone did tweet and suggest that you should just get something out of the vending machine. Would be the, and I think they're right, actually. That would be the most appropriate gift. Preferably, actually, you know what would be really appropriate? Getting fruit out of the vending machine would be an appropriate gift. I'm going to commission the most delicious apple pie you've ever seen. I'm going to bring in an apple pie. Is there such a thing as a delicious apple pie? Oh, they're all delicious apple pies, yeah. So can apple pie be made with any kind of the 8 million apples that are out there? Or is apple pie no. specifically made by certain brands of apples, kinds of apples? Yes. There I are, mean, there I'm a non-fruit guy. There, so. are, there are apples for pie. Granny Smith is a great example. It's good in pies, bad to eat. Oh, really? Some people get mad at me for that. But, yeah, it's not supposed to just be – Granny Smiths are terrible, but you put them in apples. Hmm. You put them in apple pie. All right. Which, which like, you wouldn't use – I don't think – Best apples for apple pie. Granny Smith, Honeycrisp, Golden Delicious, uh, John of Gold, Brayburn, yeah, Northern Spy. I didn't know that Spy. was a thing. I didn't know you could have the wrong apples to put in a pie. Well, different, pie, different apples will make a different pie, yeah. Yeah. How many chocolate pies are you going to buy for me? Don't buy apple. Get something chocolate. Yeah, what are we going to do? Slim Jims? So March 3rd, that is deadline day. We should, there should be some sort of station event. So you're going to Let's get, all go out to a bar at 10 a.m. right after the show. At 10 a.m. We'll watch TSN or we'll listen to GR, be nonstop coverage of the trade deadline. We'll toast you. We'll say goodbye. But don't you know that how many years now has the trade deadline and TSN been watching these guys stand around and go, yeah, we got nothing going on. <laughs> and then whatever trade is announced, it's so inconsequential. Like if Chickren's traded before the deadline, or Meyer, or both, that probably happens. That those then those March kind of third could be really boring. Those kind of trades happen the week of the deadline or two weeks before. Sometimes. By the way, funny. This is good. This trick. I totally forgot this. I'm getting tons of tweets, right? And I wanted to mention to you one of the things that's been really cool is we've been together 18 years, right? Yes. So a lot of stuff has happened over 18 years. One of the things that's been really cool is as people have tweeted in, they'll pick one thing that has stuck with them over 18. Like, multiple people have tweeted, hey, congratulations, I hope you'll sit down and eat fruit. Uh, yeah. People will tweet and go, are you still going to hunker down? Like, the things that it's, of 18 years, they pick out something. Of course, the most popular tweet is, are you going to do pick the bills? Yes. I did have someone say, Jeremy should get you a vending machine. My point is, we do different things, different bits, if you will, that are not regularly done, but 18 years later, stick in someone's brain. 
One guy. One guy. I mean, they tweeted about the air well, monarchs. Raising Arizona no. or inspiring Edmonton. You, you will never get this. The draft drills. You will never get Guess this. Guess the prospect. No. I mean, people tweeted about rants, favorite rants. Take a seat. No. Oh, I remember. Forget about take, take, a, take a seat on Fridays. Trial. On trial. Take a seat Fridays. Take a seat. Take a seat. Hmm. Was this a thing we used to do or we did one no, time? No, it's a rant I had, and this one tweet, this guy said, love listening to you guys, blah, 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 blah. I will never forget where I was when this rant happened. When you ranted about. It's not even a great rant, but it's it was a tweet. Like, um, and he, he said, he was like, I want to say he was like driving on the south, one of the bridges on Grand Island. Never forget where I was when you said, you'll never get it. I mean, I I'll don't never even get it. It was a trade deadline pickup. Bob, by the Sabres. Oh, it's Bob freaking Corkum. There you go. Yeah. I didn't think you would get it. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? I mean, I, Bob I freaking you know Corkum. What? I remember where I was when you said that, too. I was in this chair. I was, I, I was going to say, I'm looking at you like, where were you? You would have been sitting across no, the table. I was, I was here for all that stuff, yeah. But that's funny, right? Like, of all, like 18 years, and, and we've lived through a Corkum. drought with the Bills and the Sabres. We've covered, we've talked about playoff games, we've talked about conference finals, all that. And the guy tweets and says, hey, thanks very much. I'll never forget where I was when you went off on Bob freaking Corkum as the trade move the Sabres made. How about how upset you were when Scott Gomez took out Ryan Miller? You, I, you were you you're were not you, allowed to mention his you name. You lost sleep. I did. I had nightmares about that. <laughs> I would wake up and, you know, look, from time to time, you do the same thing. We dream about the show. I have yeah. dreams about the show. I have dreams where you and I are sitting in this studio and we're talking about whatever the heck we're talking about. I woke up one morning and had a nightmare about Scott. I'm not even saying his name. Honestly. Scott freaking Gomez. This might sound crazy. That bothered me more than Lucic. I hate Lucic. But Gomez, really, the Lucic thing didn't, I was obsessed with the Gomez thing. Lucic was, I was not. I just, I always hated Lucic. I think he's a bum. I can't believe he's still in the league. He played the other day when they played Calgary, right? Mm -hmm. Gomez, yeah. Wow, I forgot about that. Oh, that, that and Johnny Boychuk. That still bugs me to this day. They would have won that series. That will save the Boston for, series. We'll save this for March third. I'll give me two weeks to try and remember all the things we did over the last eighteen years. Yeah, I think they wouldn't. It's not like they would have gone to a cup, but they would have beat the Bruins in that series. I'm completely convinced of that. Do you remember? They won the division that year, right? Wasn't that the division winning team that lost to that, Boston? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because when they lost to the Flyers, they didn't win the division. No, that they year. were the seventh seed that year. Yeah, they they lost to Boston. Would have beat Boston because they lost. They won Game One, and they Vanek was injured in game two, here, here in Game Two. That's right. Would have won that series. Now I don't know who they would have played in the next round, but whatever. That neither here nor there. They would have won that series. Johnny Boychuk robbed me of a playoff series win, which, as it turns out, the last playoff series win was two thousand. It was the Rangers. It was the Drury goal. Seven? Yeah. Yeah. It was Drury and Max in game six and then winning or game in game five, then winning game six. That's right, that's their last years ago. That's their last series playoff series win. Yeah. Yeah. So Boychuk robbed us of that. Go get Hey, by the way, former saver Johnny Boychuk. Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) Don't forget. They had his rights too. Won't he and Bishop go in the Sabres Hall of Fame? (laughs) I guess. Thank you for your contributions to the Sabres cap. Johnny Boychuk. Man. I'm I, I'm sorry. I'm spinning into a rabbit hole, and I, again, we shouldn't do this. All right, we'll get a break. In. Actually, before we go to break, how about this for a memory? The Columbus trip. I did not have fun that trip. What are you talking about? No, you made me do that trip, and you blew. I mean, you. It was fun for you. 
It was incredibly fun. Uh, well, we got a bus full of listeners. Okay. You, me, Hager, Nick Mendola. Hager's still hung over from that trip. To this day, he's probably still hung over. We got everybody to meet at the same bar. Yeah. That was, you walk yeah. in the bar and they the all start chanting, hose. That's the hose, part I didn't hose, like. Hose. You should understand. Yeah, you love the spotlight on you. You know, you're, you're people don't know this. Jeremy is a shy person. <laughs> And and I that's why I didn't like like we walked in and then they're all, I'm like oh come on please give me a break you know what the best part of that was actually walking into the arena with all the Saber fans it was a lot with let's go Buffalo chance and the game itself I mean, the the Saber fans took over the building that night and they lost yeah well they didn't play particularly well no they played terribly did Dan what? did Dan Pye score in that game oh god good sure I don't remember a thing about that game other than them like, losing I feel like there was a breakaway. A breakaway goal or a breakaway... But I don't go to a lot of road games. You've probably gone to more road Bills and Sabre games than I have. But I, I just thought when we walked into the building with all the Sabre fans, that felt really cool. Like, yeah, Buffalo's here. You know? And it was awesome. I love that part of it. Is that 0506 or 0607? That's 0607. They're wearing the slugs on that trip, right? Man, your memory is outstanding. I don't know what they were wearing. They were wearing Sabres colors. I have no idea what I mean, the Sabres colors change. I know, but I don't... I, I'm sorry, I just remember Hager being what, hung over. What month week. of the year would it have been? How about January 26th? That's when it was. January 26th, yep, 2007. They lost 3-2 to two to the Blue Jackets. Rented a limo bus, right? We did. Yeah. We took like, what, we like eight or ten people with us? All right, let me see what happened here. I think Mandola was on, right? Nick was on that trip, too. Mandola and Hager went on that trip. Okay, they're up 2-1 after two. They lose 3-2. Rostislav Klesla. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know what you want from me here. Who's they on that? Firing the can- oh. Were they firing the cannon back then? Of course, we went to Columbus that day to see Sergei Fedorov, who, play- who played for the Blue Jackets in that game. Yes. Really? Wow. Sergei Fedorov was a Blue Jacket. They- it was 100% January of 07. Was it? All right. Yep. Were they firing the cannon back then? Do you recall? Probably. All right. Hmm. That was fun. Hey, let's give away some tickets. Uh, coming up, Dave Buchanan, by the way, is going to join us. A little Daytona 500 preview. That's coming up Sunday. Mr. Fast Track on the way. We have a pair of pavilion tickets. Win them before you can buy them to see the Dave Matthews Band, June 14th at Darien Lake Amphitheater. Tickets are courtesy of LiveNation.com. Call now and call 221-4947. 221-4947. If you're caller number five, Evan will give you the pair of tickets. 221-4947. If you don't win the tickets... They are going on sale this morning at 10 o'clock at LiveNation.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.